Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Power 5 Sports Podcast. Alongside Alex Maxwell, I'm Jake Gorowitz, and today we are in the studio for our 51st episode, but more importantly, it is August 15th, and we are exactly 10 days away from the start of the college football season. I am so excited. I know you are too, Alex. You're one of the biggest fans I know. How are you feeling right now? Well, it's such a good feeling to be back in the college football season. You know, it's fun to talk about it in the springtime, but when it actually gets down to business, late August, early September, when college football starts, there's nothing better. So, Jake, let's go. We have a jam-packed episode for all of our listeners today. We're going to get things started with our notable Week 1 games. A lot of them, too. A lot of them, a lot of headliners. We're going to break down the conferences which teams will be making noise, the players that you want to watch out for, new coaches yeah, in different... a lot of them too. <laughs> oh, for sure. New faces. Not to mention, we have our Heisman hopefuls mm. to wrap things up with this episode. But, they're week one. Let's get started. Week one. The first official day of the season is August 25th. You have a couple teams like Hawaii versus Colorado State. Right. Rice has a game, but September 1st. That's when the power. Five, that is. That's when the power five, no pun intended, uh, starts up. So, let's get started with Oregon State at Ohio State. Um, the Buckeyes obviously will Urban Meyer still be in Columbus? That still remains um, a question mark, but just an interesting game to look out for. You know, when you get those Pac-12 Big Ten games, you never know what's going to happen. We fully expect Ohio State to run away with it. Yeah, but it's always you know, despite it's always all of the interesting. headlines and. Yeah. Question marks, like you said, surrounding that program. Texas at Maryland. That, that was, was a, a humdinger of yeah, a game last that, season. Last year, I remember Maryland like lost two of their starting quarterbacks it was out back, for the year. Exactly. It was back and game. forth. Yeah. Texas, Tom Herman, I think he's going to step up, but that's an interesting game. Ole Miss, Texas Tech, that'll also be interesting as well. Um, Washington at Auburn, I think that's a real primetime game. Washington at Auburn, we'll get into both of those teams in a little bit. But that's a game that you want to watch. I would not miss that. Washington, Jake Browning. That's something to put on Miles your resume. Miles Gaskin. Right. That's something to put on Auburn, your resume. A little if you win. Jarrett Stidham. Right. Oh, that's if you can pick up that week one dub, if you're either team, that's huge that going really, into the remainder of the season. Definitely. That really helps you come, you know, final four decision-making time. Well, then, especially that impresses the committee. Yeah, you open your season. That's exactly you, what it's for. You don't have any warm up. Right. Like that's impressive. Tennessee at West Virginia could be an intriguing Smoky game. Smoky Mountains, baby. Exactly. You have a Heisman hopeful in Will Greer. Yeah, it'll be. I think it'll be interesting to see what West Virginia's how they're going to play out uh, this season. Well, how about Tennessee? Tennessee, they're they're one of the most unpredictable teams, in my opinion. In in the nation, I, you never know what you're going to get out of them. Yeah, I think you know what I th- you're not thinking we're going to get out of them this year. What? A bunch of losses because I don't think they're going to be any good, and they play a very tough schedule as you will see later. Um, it's just I I don't see it working out for the for the uh, volunteers volunteers this year. So yeah, uh, Michigan at Notre Dame college game, game day. day. This is the game 
This is prime time week one. This is what you play college football for. Michigan and Notre Dame haven't played each other. The in rivalry years. is Back. renewed. It's it's the best game week one. It's I think I don't know. I Shea Patterson, huge question mark there. We obviously. Well, what about start. Wimbush for Notre Dame? Absolutely, he's gonna. His accuracy. He's gonna be, I mean, he's throwing ducks left and right. Right, but like the expectations on Wimbush are a lot smaller than the ones. Oh, on there's no doubt about the that. I completely agree. Shea Patterson. Well, moving along, Louisville at Alabama. Um, the Crimson Tide defending champs. Yeah, I can't. I don't see them slowing down at all. So that'll be. I think Alabama's gonna steamroll them, but we'll see. How about this game? Sunday, September 2nd, yeah. move to the next day. Miami at LSU. This is a make-or-break year for Ed Orgeron and the Tigers. Uh, Mark Rick coming off a phenomenal first-year season at Miami, so that'll be a fun game. That'll be a very entertaining game to watch. Back a lot and of forth. Studs. Yeah. And uh, Labor Day, Virginia Tech at Florida State. That'll be a good one as well. But moving along, the AAC Conference, the American Athletic Conference, uh, teams like UCF and Houston, we're going to dive into them first because there's not a lot to talk about there. Um, but starting off with UCF, uh, Scott Frost is gone. So there's a new job in Orlando. Jake? Well, for UCF, Scott Frost is gone. He's headed to Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Mackenzie Milton is the QB. He is the, the field general. He had a really he good season He will be leading that year. team. Oh Shaquem Griffin is gone. The centerpiece of that defense, he is now with the Seattle Seahawks. He left in the draft. But my question is, are they the real champs? Are they the real they national the real champs? They sure, they sure celebrated like it. Can I can I give you a big um, emphasis on what they are? Yes. Not the national champions. Okay. They won They won the Peach Bowl. Congratulations. You had a phenomenal year, 13-0, I believe, with a great win against Auburn. Great. Congratulations. Great season. But you guys would have lost to Alabama like fifty to zero. So okay, tell us how you really feel. Yeah, no, I'm not feeling it. Um, I'm not feeling that at all. I, I'd actually like for them to stop calling themselves the national champions. It's it's cute, but when you have a parade, s- slow it down. It's a little, a little overboard. Yeah, slow it down a little bit. But slow your roll. What about Houston? Houston, they arguably have the best player in the country. Ed, o- Ed Oliver, Oliver, baby. Defensive end. He's already declared for the draft. <laughs> That's hilarious. He's got to be like the only person in college football to declare for the NFL draft in like May. Like, I mean, that's crazy. But honestly, that's smart though. If anyone is capable it's of Ed. living up to that, it's, it's at Oliver, Eddie, baby. And he'll have a chance to prove himself on pretty big stages against Arizona and Texas Tech mm-hmm. early in the season. We'll Two see what he's offenses. able to do. Well, starting in diving into the Power Five, uh, the ACC, you know, we got to start off with Clemson. They are the favorites to win the conference. Um, week two at Texas A&M, that'll be a very, very interesting game. I respect Dabo Sweeney for putting that on the schedule. Yeah, an early test for his a fairly young squad. You mm-hmm. have some veterans that will show the younger guns to uh, how to get the job done. Absolutely. But what about that QB battle? Yeah. Kelly Bryant, he's returning, but now you have a stud freshman, Trevor Lawrence. Well, Kelly Bryant is he's huge. He is a very large runner and he's got a cannon. But you do look like you do look at a guy like Trevor Lawrence. He's he's you a have to he's a true him. Yes, he's a true gunslinger. And I think Kelly Bryant will start off the season as quarterback, 
But as soon as Kelly Bryant slips up, throws a few picks, that's an excuse to find Trevor Lawrence some playing time. Trevor Lawrence is going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the country in two to three years, I believe. Very little margin for error. No. And I feel like that's a common theme throughout college football. Yeah. There's so many close battles, whether it's quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, even coaches. Yeah, that's If there is no room for error, no. if you mess up, you might be out. The money that's on the line nowadays, it's just it's never been this more competitive. I mean, well, let's flip over to the defensive side of things, starting off with Christian Wilkins, a D-lineman. This is going to be his fourth year. Um, Jake, what do you th- what are you seeing out of this guy? Well, I see Wilkins having a huge presence in the defense, but a couple other names that I want to bring up. You have Dexter Lawrence and Colleen Farrell, both on the defensive line. They're both juniors, mm. but Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay, they have them ranked high up on their draft boards and in their rankings of underclassmen. Mm-hmm. I expect big things out of this defense. It will swarm opposing quarterbacks. Yeah, um, I, 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 I got to agree with that. So piggybacking on top of that, I think Clemson's going to win the ACC. I think they're going to win it. They're going to slip up here and there with maybe a loss in the year. Really? I think they'll lose. They get upset. Every team gets upset. It's just it's just how it could is. Could they lose week two against Texas A&M? They absolutely could. Really? They abs- Oh, of course. I mean, that's not an easy environment, and Jimbo Fisher is a one of the best coaches in college football. So I think Clemson will win the ACC, though, move on to the college football playoff, and come down to late November um, and then January in the playoff. I think Trevor Lawrence will be playing football games for the Clemson Tigers, so watch out. That's bold. Yeah. yeah. Moving moving on. Florida State, not a good season last year. 7-6. Seven and, seven and six. six. But they got a new sheriff in town, Willie Taggart. Will he change things? I don't know because Florida, the kids in Florida are troublemakers, to say the least. Like, you know, you see all those guys getting suspended. It's hard to maintain that type of caliber of – you know what I mean? Well, it's tough to keep the players out of trouble. Well, for sure. So it's a tough environment to coach in. That's that's all I gotta say. And it's hard to keep the fans happy. Yeah. You need consistency, and hopefully Willie Taggart can bring that to Florida State. Hall of Fame coach Bobby Bowden, he approves. He's liking He's the board. way Willie Taggart mm-hmm. has handled business thus far, and we'll see if that keeps up. Yeah. I mean, he definitely has weapons. Such to, as to use. Cam DeAndre, Akers. Cam Akers, DeAndre Francois. And on the defensive side of the ball, you have Brian Burns, a D lineman. After playing last year at 218 pounds, he's bulked up to 235. Mm. I think that'll be pivotal for him. Yeah. Uh, I got to emphasize Cam Akers. There are scouts right now that think he's the best player, the best offensive player in college football right now. He is that good. So watch out for Cam Akers uh, this season. So he'll be a big part in that FSU offense. It'll be a sight to see. Yes. Uh, what about their rivals, Miami? Miami, like we mentioned before, LSU week one. Mm. Miami, you also said this earlier, they had an amazing season last year. Mark Richt stepped in and really turned the whole culture around. Yeah. You had the turnover chain, lots of hype. Oh, yeah. Lots of hype surrounding it the It changed, team. yeah. Like Miami back in the 2000s, and the 80s. Dwayne just, The Rock Johnson. Yeah, that, that, just, that just was different. It was just a different type. Like it was a different you, atmosphere. It was. It, it really 
made college football like people must see TV. You needed to see Miami. You know, USC was like that as well. But my question for you is: They ended last season on a three-game three mm-hmm. skid. Can they rebound? I know it's a new season, but players and fans don't remember. Uh, don't forget that. Excuse yeah, me. it's it's tough because their schedule really. They don't play, like you said, LSU week one. That's going to be a massive test. But other than that, they don't really play any other out of conference games that are tough. And the conference that they're in is it's it's not as deep as one might say, like the Big Ten or the SEC is. Uh, pretty much just Clemson and Florida State. So they got like three tough games on their schedule, and then they they can so yeah they could lose three games this year. But I think Mark Richt. Um, really has the players bought in on him, so I think like Sh- like Shaq Quarterman is he's got all American potential. He's bought into Mark Rick's style, so and he's he's even been there before Mark Rick mm-hmm. arrived in town. Mm-hmm. He's started every game of his Miami career. That's, That's twenty six games. He's a preseason All ACC team member. Shaq Quarterman on the defensive side, he's the guy. He he's the man up front. Yeah. Well, that's it for the ACC, so let's move on to a allergic-to-defense type conference, the Big 12. No defense no played. No defense, high-scoring <laughs> games every yeah. week. You can't start with any other team but Oklahoma. The Sooners, baby. Week 2, they're at home against UCLA. That mm. could be an interesting matchup, and we're really going to see Kyler Murray, the two-sport athlete at the helm at quarterback, it has been released. His agent said that he will not play after this season. So it's make or break for Kyler. Exactly. He was drafted eighth overall by the Oakland Athletics in oh, the MLB so... draft. That's incredibly oh my impressive. That's so hard. And like he didn't he didn't play college baseball until this past season. I I read he played in high school and then he didn't play for two years. Walks right up and is just one of the he's the best player on Oklahoma. Gets drafted top 10. I'm pretty sure he'd he already signed with the A's. Oh my gosh. For I'm, if I had to make an educated guess, I'm thinking 4 million. Yeah, and he's he's a, he's a 5-star two-sport player. I don't think anyone's ever seen that since Bo Jackson. So And that's a real asset for Lincoln Riley, yeah. the head coach. He's a he's a young guy. He can really connect with the players. He took over for Stoops. Mm-hmm. He learned the system. He learned the way he fits of life perfectly. in Oklahoma. And now we're in the post-Baker Mayfield era. So so you have Kyler Murray, yeah. and you have the star running back, Rodney Anderson. What mm-hmm. are they going to do with things? Well, Rodney Anderson had experience last year um, being a really forceful running back, and I think he's going to step up this year. Uh, he might take a little weight off of Kyler Murray's shoulders in the first few weeks, but um, Kyler Murray will be phenomenal. I think uh, Rodney Anderson will be a first-round pick and the 2019 NFL Draft. So let's talk about their rivals, the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Mike Gundy, excellent coach. He's there year after year. He's got a, he's got a tremendous mullet. I just got to point that oh, out. Oh, his he's, flow. Oh, my gosh. His flow, it gets me every time. Yeah, they, they have a really good offense every year. Air raid attack. Yes. Not they, many other teams can have actually pull like that, that off. And they, not, not only can do they have it, they can pull it off, too. Like Mason Rudolph and James Washington – that was a lethal combination that they had there. Um, but, yeah, they have Boise State Week 2, and then they have the rest of their conference. Um, tough games, could, but I think... Well, sorry to interrupt. Could they make some noise in the Big 12? 
Yes, of course. I think every year Oklahoma State is in the top, what, four? You could Sounds say. About right. Yeah. Um, I don't think that they'll come into top two, top three, like they have in the years past, but I think they'll definitely no easy games. You know, Oklahoma, the Bedlam will not be an easy game for Oklahoma, so we'll see. We'll see. But TCU, they've been they've been they've been getting a lot of ink uh this off season, so I think they're gonna be really good this year. Gary Patterson is a tremendous coach. But let's get into week three against Ohio State. Is there any way they come away victorious? Yeah, absolutely. I think there I think you, there's a hundred percent. You gotta look at it. Dwayne Haskins is a inexperienced quarterback, only playing only started or not he didn't start, but he played against he Michigan. Appeared he did, yeah. In that game. He did really well. <laughs> Just as Unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah. But it's not easy. He's gonna be at away from home at TCU. And I think TCU is an interesting team. That might be a trap game for Ohio State. We'll see. We'll see. Ohio State might emerge and just kill them. Or I think Ohio State might get killed, you know, like JT Barrett choked against Iowa. Like last year, done like five picks. Dwayne Haskins could do the same thing. Um, well, I th- I think Gary Patterson is one of the more strategic coaches. Absolutely. He knows in college football. That's a good point. He, yep, he good puts point. together specific schemes for each opponent. Yeah. And I think that that'll, that'll pay off. It, it will. Yeah. It will. What about Texas? Texas. Remember, uh, they said Texas is back and then they... Is Texas back? I don't I don't <sighs> think they're there yet. No. They're on the verge. That's a great, they're that's on a the great verge. way of saying it. Tom Herman is really shifting the culture. Yeah. He's getting players to buy into his system. Yeah. They got a lot of names on their U- team. Well, and they're going to need all of those names. Week three... Ooh. USC, they have it. That's a, a game classic, at home. Man. That's a oh, classic yeah. game. Well, Vince Young shout was out. A, yeah, shout out Vince Young, Matt Liner era. Oh my gosh, that was such a that was a really good time for college football. But anyways, that's a really interesting game. Um, they got a quarterback battle there, Shane Bouchelle and Sam Ellinger. Uh, I think Saint, Shane Bouchelle is gonna win the job, but that could flip or flop any second uh, based on performance. So let's talk about. Uh, one of the best names in college football, Lil Jordan Humphrey. You heard that right, Lil Jordan Humphrey. Uh, Jake, is that the best name in college football? As of right now, I'm going to have to say, hundred percent, hundred percent. That's a strong yes, Lil Jordan Humphrey. Mm. Kind of like Lil Wayne, but like Lil Jordan. Gotta love it. I love it. Ten out of ten. Ten. Ten out of ten. Yeah, I'm going eleven out of ten. Ten out of ten, Mister Humphrey. That breaks my skill, baby. Woo. Uh, what about the D end, Brecken Hager? Uh, he is one of the best D linemen in the Big Twelve. Do you think he'll be one of the best players in college football? Well, he has a big role to mm-hmm. fill. He's replacing Puna Ford, who won the best D lineman last year in the Big Twelve. Can we just talk about uh, this defensive end's hair? Okay. Yeah. I mean, if we're continuing with the whole Big Twelve, Mike Gundy mullet. Yeah. How about Brecken? Hager's hair, okay. the Goldilocks, they're past his shoulders, and, and what did he say? He said that he will not cut his hair until Texas wins a Big 12 championship, so what I said was, have fun living with hair down to your feet the rest of your life, buddy, because that's not happening. Texas, I can't see them winning a Big 12 championship this year, or in the next, I think Oklahoma's going to run the Big 12, it's going to be a dynasty, so 
have fun, buddy, with that. That'll be... <laughs> Good luck. Good luck, bud. Good luck. Don't trip. Yep. What about West Virginia? Real quick. West Virginia, they got Will Greer, and David Sills the fifth. They combined the fifth. for one of mm. the most dynamic duos in college football. Will Greer, we mentioned him earlier. He's a Heisman contender at the quarterback position. And senior David Sills, he had 18 touchdowns last year. Yeah, tied That's for first. That's unheard of. Tied for first in the FBS. And David Sills... What a story. He, yeah, he got an offer from USC when he was like 13 years old to play quarterback. And look where he is now. He's playing wide receiver at West Virginia, so it's really changed a lot. Yo, low-key, is Will Greer Nash Greer's brother? High-key. 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 <laughs> I bet he gets obliterated for that at, like, opposing, like, student sections. They have, like, oh, pictures like Nash oh, Greer. Oh, those, those student sections definitely get rowdy. Yeah, they get in his face. They definitely. Can you imagine the chirps? I bet they're like they're. Ex- you, you, we can't repeat them on this. Let's just say that. I bet it's Jeez. just. I bet it's brutal. <laughs> uh, moving on, the Big Ten, arguably the best conference in college football, and we got to start off with our boys, the Michigan Wolverines. Week one, as we said earlier, at Notre Dame, that is a must-win to start things off to set the tone, uh, if you will, for Michigan. So. They have one of the, if not the toughest schedule in college football. Look, you got to look at MSU away, Ohio State away, home against Penn State, home against Wisconsin. None of those games are easy, even if they're home or away. It's just, it's so hard. And right now, Jim Harbaugh has the weight of the world on his shoulders. And Ann Arbor, do you think he will live up to the hype finally this year? Year four. He better, as a Michigan fan, as a college football fan, he needs to make moves. He's been just okay, average, below expectations for his first couple years in Ann Arbor. Week one, I wouldn't call it a make-or-break game for the season. I think that if they were to lose, they can bounce back. Absolutely, But they... I, I say that, but they have to win. Yeah, You have to go into South Bend, night game, college Snag game it. day. You have to take that game away from the Fighting Irish. There's no two ways about it. Jim Harbaugh, just a quick side note. So, does nobody on the team eat chicken? Do you see that? Yeah, that's weird. What it's, about it's a nervous the, bird? I mean, you're only having milk and steak? I don't know. I, I, Jim Jim's a weird dude, but he has a different approach to things. I just wish he wasn't so weird in the media. Like, he doesn't have to say all the stuff he says. I think it's just weird. Personally, I kind of like it. I like the excitement. I, I like to play the guessing game, but Jim, we need Ws. Yeah, it, we, it's fun. It's fun if you go like eleven and one, go to the college football playoff. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. But when you don't, it's winning solves all problems. Let's just put it to that. Winning solves all problems. Straight up. Shea Patterson, he gained eligibility to play for the Maize and Blue this you season. Look out for him. The transfer from Ole Miss. What is he going to bring to the table? What is he going to do differently from other quarterbacks in the past? Well, he's a dual threat, and I don't think Michigan has truly had a successful dual threat in years. And he's very hard to contain. He's very exciting. He extends plays, but he does turn the ball over quite a bit. You guys got to understand that Shea Patterson, for every three touchdowns he'll throw, he'll throw two picks. Chase Winovich on the defensive line, he said on a windy day, in practice, he saw Shea Patterson throw an absolute bomb 40 yards into the wind. 
That's wow. impressive. I know that's cannon, just yeah. I know that's just a glimpse into what we can expect. But I like the sounds of that. Yeah, I do too, but I think Shea Patterson's getting a lot of his hype from his recruiting profile, not his college football on the field appearance. If you look at it, Shea Patterson was a five star from IMG Academy in Florida, and he was the number one quarterback in the country, dual threat or pocket passer, straight up number one. Um He's really successful, yes. Or he's been very his stats aren't bad, but I think a lot of the hype is high school hype rather than Ole Miss hype. Because if you just strictly look at Ole Miss, a lot of it it's not as you know, it's not the numbers that you would really you know, they're okay. They're they're pretty good, but they're not number one pick Heisman type numbers, I don't think. Not at all. He had he found some success at Ole Miss. But the whole Hugh Freeze situation, it really it, it didn't help. And the injury, yeah, it didn't really help. But we got to look at the wide receiver combo with Tariq Black and Donovan Peoples-Jones um, alongside Oliver Martin and Grant Perry at the slot. But mainly focusing on Donovan Peoples-Jones and Tariq Black. Those guys are going to be elite this year, step up even more. Tariq Black is going to be healthy. I can't wait to see those two. I can't wait to see Tariq Black. All that comes to mind is that absolute bomb that Wilton Spate threw to Tariq Black yeah. last, uh, the first against game Florida, of last right? season against Florida. That's what I like to see. Tariq Black and Donovan Peoples-Jones. And like you said, the slot receivers. I think Grant Perry, he's one of the older guys on the roster. If he can stay out of trouble, yeah. Yeah, that's, that, would, that would be nice. But how about the running backs? Karan Higdon and Chris Evans. People are saying Karan Higdon is going to... Have you seen him? He's gotten so much bigger. Like, his arms, his tries, his, his traps are just enormous now. Higdon was this close. I think it was like six yards, right? He was six yards away from going to the NFL draft. Yep. He said that if he reached 1,000 yards he was last dipping. season, he was declaring for the draft. I am so happy. He was short, yeah. He was just... Inches away, I think. But he's back, and he, yeah, he I, will be a problem. I think you got two workhorse running backs, which is incredible to have. They're shifty. Yeah, very shifty. Good receivers, and they're both very elusive, which you need out of the running back position. Tough to tackle. Yes. Um, let's move on to the defensive side of things. Devin Bush, the linebacker, uh, All American, preseason All American, alongside Rashawn Gary, a preseason All American. Arguably one of the best players in college football. Uh, Chase Winovich, Kalik Hudson, Levert Hill, David Long. Jake, let's go back to Rashawn Gary. What do you think on him? Well, as a whole, this Michigan defense is locked down. Rashawn Gary, he is an animal. He will get after the quarterback. He's he's waited his time. He's made he's had an impact, mm-hmm. but this is his season. The, I I feel it for Rashawn. This season is his. This is turn-up year. This is the draft year. Exactly. No, that he has a lot to prove. I th- I still think he has a lot left in the tank, and he's going to give it all that he has. Absolutely. I mean, and obviously Chase Winovich, you know, it was clutch for him to stay. Uh, Khalid Hudson playing the Viper position, one of the best players on that team in total, and, and the defense. Definitely one of the most versatile. Arguably, you could say that he plays the Viper position better than Jabril did. He's so good. I mean, Kalik Hudson is underappreciated, undervalued. I think Kalik Hudson will be 
a really good player on Sundays one day. And then you look at the lockdown corners, Lavert Hill and David Long. Both could be All-Americans, both high NFL prospects. So Michigan's got pros everywhere on defense. It's almost it's just if the offense can step it up, don't you think? The line is going to be iffy. There's a, the O-line, line. I think it'll be improved. But there's, there's, I hope so. Believe me, me too. There's a lot of winnable games for Michigan. I think every game on the schedule is within reach. It's it's up to them though. Everything has to click, and you can't you can't slip up. You can't you can't fall behind after a bye week. None none of that. Michigan they definitely have hard games back to back to back later in the right. season as we get into conference play. It all starts with week one. You gotta set the tone for week one. If you get killed, it's gonna be hard to come back. But if you put a great show on in South Bend and you whoop Notre Dame. The confidence is going to be there, and you're going to have a good season. It shuts people up. Mm-hmm. A lot of the critics will slowly die down, and it really opens up the possibilities. Yeah. I think. Yeah. What about the boys in East Lansing? Do you? What are you thinking for them? Well, honestly, I think that they're poised to have a great season. Brian Lewerke, We were talking about this a couple days ago. Brian Lewerke could have one of the better seasons at the quarterback position. In all of college football, he definitely has the potential to be the best quarterback at Michigan State all time. Yeah, he's, he's, I, he's that talented. I would talented. assume you agree. He's pretty talented. LJ yeah. Scott, he's the man at running back. Week two, they go to Arizona State to face Herm Edwards and his squad. I don't think they're on upset alert, but it's an out-of-conference game that you might want to stay up for. It's a nightcap. you got to look at running back, like you said, um... Brian Lewerke is a massive dual threat. I don't think people realize he can run. Uh, he's got a very, he's got a pro arm. I think um, he's got a very good offensive line, which Michigan doesn't really have. So he's got that advantage, and he's got good wide receivers such as Cody White and Felton Davis. But he's got a good running back too, and L.J. Scott. So that really helps. Uh, they got a really good offense. I think Michigan State will be very good this year with three or less losses. Three or less mm-hmm. in the tough Big Ten. I I thoroughly because I, I I think Michigan State is very complete. Uh, they're returning a lot of guys. As much as it, it pain it gives me pain to say this, but I think Michigan State will be really good this year, and I think they're going to step up. You don't think the Big Ten? Do you think the Big Ten will beat up on each other? Like, I there's no there's no way that Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, Wisconsin, they all just you know, hand each other losses here and there? I think so, but if at the end of the day, if that does happen, Michigan State will have, like, three losses then. Everybody might. Exactly. So, I, I, like I said, three or less. I think I think it's definitely possible for the Big Ten to beat up on everybody, but I don't know. I think Penn State's a little weaker this year. Penn State definitely is. And Wisconsin is not in the East. They'll run away with the West, but we'll get into that in a minute. Let's go back to Ohio State. There's a lot of question marks in that situation with Urban Meyer and Zach Smith. He said he followed protocol, but protocol doesn't mean, oh, I just I told my boss, Gene Smith, I did it. You got to actually make moves. You can't just let them be on the team on the uh, coaching staff like that, Urban. That's really pathetic. And if I was or if I was on um, an honest investigation person, I would definitely boot Urban Meyer. He doesn't. He shouldn't 
be there. I mean, of course Ohio State's fans are going to, you know, back him up too. That's just how they are. I don't know. I think it's really pathetic that Urban Meyer is still is still there and he probably will be there at the end of the day. See, I don't even see this whole situation as an opportunity to rip on Ohio State. This for me at least we have a domestic abuse case on our hands. Urban Meyer he lied at Big Ten Media Day. Straight up, yeah. Straight up. And he went back on his word. He tried to cover it up in any way that he could. It's clear. He lied. Zach Smith, there's just there's a lot of moving parts to this, to this situation and this investigation. Before I get into Zach Smith, the investigation group, I believe it is comprised of six people. And I think three, they're all three, three of, of which... State are Ohio State people, and three are unbiased outsiders. In this situation, you cannot have anybody involved with the university. They all have to be outside voices and opinions, taking a close look at all of the facts. Yeah, you get a look at it like this. They're, They're trying to find ways to keep Urban Meyer, not finding ways to get rid of him. And there's a huge difference in that. And it's really sad that Ohio State has really taken that stance and... They care about winning more than doing the right thing. That's just how they are. And, yeah. No, Zach Smith, I mean, this. all of this goes back to Urban Meyer's time in Florida. We have incidents from 2009, 2013, 2015. Zach Smith was charged with operating while intoxicated in 2013. In 2015, it was the domestic abuse case with Courtney Smith. Zach Smith's attorney said that he didn't tell the university, and if he didn't, that's a violation of the Ohio State policy. I'm pretty sure I've done some close research on that, and I believe that is a violation of the policy. According to the university's self-disclosure of criminal convictions guidelines, as they call them, employees are required to self-disclose within three business days criminal convictions to the Office of Human Resources. Yeah, that pretty much. That's, okay, that is all the proof that you need. Zach Smith's attorney said that he didn't tell the university, and that violates that policy. Boom, you gotta be gone right there. I mean, Zach Smith, he's obviously fired, but Urban Meyer, there needs to be actions taken. Winning, winning can't, you know, dominate, you know, right morals. I mean, Ohio State, if Urban Meyer was not a successful coach... He would have been fired immediately, but that's what they care about. So let's move on to the team. Uh, Nick Bosa, the D-end, he's one of the best players in college football. He's got tremendous speed. He's much like his older brother, Joey. Uh, He's going to be a stud. He's one of those players that is so incredibly hard to stop. His balance on the field, his technique, his speed, like you said, he's one of those forces that you don't want to reckon with. Yeah, that's true. And what about, the Ohio State is RBU. They have some of the best running backs in the country um, that, that they've had in the past, like Zeke Elliott, and I could go on and on. But J.K. Dobbins this year, he's only he was only a freshman. I mean, well, he's last a year, last year he only averaged 14 carries a game, but yet he still averaged 100 oh. yards per contest. That's impressive. Yeah, and he's only getting better. He's got a phenomenal line that he's working with. Um, he's got a good quarterback in Dwayne Haskins who can throw him little bubble passes, screen passes. So they're going to really utilize him in the right way, Ohio State will. So 
we'll see. I think J.K. Dobbins will be one of the best players in college football uh, next year. But what about Dwayne Haskins? He's a redshirt sophomore, 6'3", much like J.T. Barrett, but I think he's I think he's better than J.T. Barrett. He's a better thrower, and I think he's faster. Well, so Finally, J.T. Barrett is gone. It yeah. felt like he was there for seven or eight years. Oh I gosh. think he had a streak of, what, 50 games? I mean, that's ridiculous. That's but so many. We saw a glimpse of Haskins last year. He did make an appearance in the Michigan game, and he really showed off his strong arm. I think he'll bring that to the table, and we'll see that early and often yeah. against Oregon State in Week 1 and TCU in Week 3. I think Week 3 is a big test for Ohio State. Well, could the jitters get to Haskins? Oh, 100%, but you got to look at what he did against Michigan. He might be a cold-blooded killer. Oh. I so- think... I think Dwayne Haskins is going to be really good this year, but if Urban Meyer isn't there, the entire complexion of Ohio State changes completely. So Ohio State could be undefeated or like eight and five, eight and four. It it could go either way. I'm not going to say it's a coin toss. We have to see how all of this plays out. I yeah. think that's the way that we have to approach this. Take yeah. this in stride. But yeah. We keep repeating it. Lots moving of question along, marks. Right. Moving along to uh, Penn State. Obviously a massive loss with Saquon Barkley. 11-2 uh, and two last year. Big. The last two seasons they were phenomenal. I think that they're going to be very good this year. Maybe not quite as good as they were last year, but we'll see. Um, you look at Trace McSorley. He's, well, he's a Heisman contender for sure. Well, I think... Trace McSorley is obviously the X factor, but I think he will really have an impressive season. He's matured. He threw he's thrown 59 touchdowns in his career and he's heading into his senior season with the chance to be the best statistical Penn State quarterback all time. Right. I if think he doesn't want that name that title, who does? Yeah, I mean, that's he's got a lot of motivation on his plate. He's won at every level. I think I'm almost positive he's won four. He won four consecutive high school championships. That's that's something to say. I mean, Penn State will be quite good. I think James Franklin's a nasty coach. But what about Wisconsin? Oh, I'm sorry. What? Well, just to recap and just wrap up Penn State here. We, I think you agree with me. They're not going to be as good. No, I no, I don't. But let's not get that twisted. I think they're going to be very good. I think oh, they're going to be more than competitive. I think they'll go like 11 and or maybe like 10 and 2. Uh maybe maybe 9 and 3 that type season. Uh but not as good as they were last well, year strictly on the field. We're not seeing an 11-2 season in a victory over Washington in the Fiesta Bowl. Are we can we expect to see that? I think we can. It's a it, bit of a reach, yeah. but it's I don't think they'll be I don't think they'll be playoff talk, but I think the they could be 9 and 3 come end of the season. But what about Wisconsin? They've year after year, they just dominate the big this very shallow Big 10 West. Um 13 and 1 last year, beat Miami in the Orange Bowl. They did lose one of their best tight ends, Troy Fumagalli, but Jonathan Taylor gets a year older, he gets stronger, and he's got more experience under his belt. What do you think about him? Well, Jonathan Taylor, he's another Heisman hopeful. He's it is it's so hard to believe that he's only in his sophomore year. True sophomore. Exactly. He has one of the best O-lines in the nation. But even considering that or without the O-line, he broke Adrian Peterson's freshman 
FBS rushing record last season with 1,977 yards. That's, it's more than impressive. Yeah. We got to shout out the big boys up front. He's got one of the best offensive lines in the country. Led by David Edwards. Yep. I mean. A big body up front. Wisconsin every year seems to have one of the best, if not the best, offensive line. So, TJ Edwards on the defensive side of things had 81 tackles last year. He's really good. I think that he's going to lead Wisconsin's defense, which is usually very good, very underrated. Um, the wide receivers, I mean, they could be some X factors. They could help out Alex Hornibrook. You know, he doesn't have the strongest arm, but he's a solid quarterback. I think if the wide receivers perform to their potential, they could they could be the X factors. They could be the difference makers if they can spread the field for Alex Hornibrook and Jonathan Taylor, that's a lot of gaps that open up. That's a lot of it's a lot of possibilities. It keeps the defenses guessing. Yeah. And you really don't know where the ball's going. Right. Real quick, we're going to touch on uh, Northwestern Clayton Thorson. He's a very experienced quarterback in the Big probably, 10. Probably the most experienced in yeah, the Big he's, 10. Yeah, I think they're going I keep hearing good things about him in uh, Evanston, Pat Fitzgerald. He's, he's all in in Northwestern. He doesn't want to go anywhere else. He has the motivation to win. Uh, they did lose some guys in the secondary. They did lose Justin Jackson. But they don't play a hard schedule, and they've won an average of nine wins in the past three seasons. Northwestern, they, I don't think they have what it takes to be at the top of the standings come the end of the season in the Big Ten. But let's see what they can do. Average of nine wins the last three seasons, mm-hmm. that's that's no joke. You have an experienced quarterback, not many teams have that. Yeah, that's... If that's you a- have security at that position, that's a very nice advantage to have. Yeah, well, that's it for the Big Ten. Let's move on to one of the independent schools that we're going to talk about, Notre Dame. They were 10-3 and last year with a solid win against LSU in the Citrus Bowl. Uh, let's just go on the big games right now. Michigan, to open it up. They play Vanderbilt, Stanford, Virginia Tech, Northwestern, Florida State, and USC. Uh, those are all tough games. Notre Dame always has one of the best schedules because um, they are independent. But technically, I guess they're in the ACC because they play ACC teams. But Brandon Wimbush, he's he's not the best quarterback, but let's see if he can com- improve and you know step up. Well, his accuracy better improve. Uh, that's... That's probably the biggest concern of mine for Brandon Wimbush. But you can't ignore the O-line problems. You have two O-linemen. Mike Baglinci. Exactly. Top three pick. He's out of there. Dexter Williams needs to fill the void at running back. You had, I think, a couple other, at least a couple other running backs got kicked off the team. And Dexter Williams needs to fill their shoes. Yeah. Well, let's get into the Pac-12. Uh, some few, a few teams in there. Starting off with Washington, I think you and I would agree that they're our favorite to win the Pac-12. They got a tough week one against Auburn. Uh, you say the secondary is the key. I I do think the secondary is the key. They're return, returning all five guys, and they only allowed five touchdowns last oh year. Oh my gosh! If you have a secondary that can really bottle up opposing wide receivers, that is a valuable asset to have, and a That's great nasty. dynamic duo with Miles Gaskin and Jake Browning on the offense, right? Miles Gaskin, I'm just going to touch on him for a brief second here. 
he has the chance to become the first Pac-12 player to rush for a thousand yards in all four years. That's it's impressive in my book. That's filthy. And Jake Browning in three years he has about nine thousand yards. He's only a couple years removed from an absolutely amazing season. Maybe he can get back to a Heisman hopeful. Yeah, I think uh, Washington's going to be solid. Doug Peterson's a great coach. But what about USC? You know, a lot of expectations are riding on Clay Helton right now. Um, you got a three-way quarterback battle, but the 18-year-old JT Daniels has impressed Clay Helton. He might be the starter as of now. You look at, they play Stanford um, week two, and then they play Texas. I mean, that is not an easy schedule to start off things well, real quick. especially for an 18-year-old. Okay, you're stepping right into the system. I mean, he's still probably learning the playbook. Yeah, it's it's He's tough. still getting adjusted to the offensive system, and they're going to throw JT Daniels right into the fire? Yeah. Like, I respect it. I respect Daniels' I mean, will to go out there, mm-hmm. but Stanford Week 2 followed up by Texas? That's not easy. Okay. And then... And real- if you, well, if you don't perform, that that could be that could shape the narrative for his whole USC career. Yeah, and uh, finally, Cameron Smith is one of the best defensive players in all of college football. Um, he's really going to shape that USC defense. Well, he's he's my defensive player of the year pick in the Pac-12. Yeah, moving on to Stanford, nine and five last year. That's a weird record, by the way. Just nine and five. That's a lot of games. But, anyways, Bryce Love, obviously one of the biggest names in college football he's most analysts Heisman favorite KJ Costello a big time quarterback is I think that's the key their offense is the key for Stanford they always have good I think Stanford will be firing on all cylinders we were we were talking about this before we got on air they're returning four wide receivers and four O-linemen all of which are all Pac-12 yeah I think Stanford's going to be very interesting. I think I honestly think Stanford can go pretty far. I think Stanford has the chance to really turn this into a nice season and possibly find themselves in a position to receive a playoff berth. Yeah, I That's, think it's bold, but I think it's it's there for the taking. I think if uh, I I I like that bold pick. I think if Bryce Love can really turn up, I think anything's possible no, with a good running back. Strength of schedule will be there. There's enough tough teams in the Pac-12 to compete against. Notre Dame, we'll see what happens with Stanford. What about Oregon? I mean, they they got a kind of a new thing going on there. Justin Herbert, uh, their quarterback, he's really solid. Um, he's one of the best quarterbacks in all of college football. He only appeared in a handful of games last season, but when he did, the Oregon Ducks scored 49 points and averaged 516 yards per game. In his eight starts, yeah, I think um, this might be his final year for the Ducks. Well, if he if he performs like 100%. he's expected to, he could depart for the NFL right away. Arizona, they have a very interesting scheme there now with Kevin Sumlin. Khalil Tate obviously is their QB, uh, Heisman contender for sure. A big runner. They start off with Houston Week Two. We'll see. I think, I think he's got. A very underrated arm. Um, I can't wait for that Ed Oliver Khalil Tate that'll be matchup. If they somehow go one on one, maybe Khalil Tate breaks out of the pocket. Mm. That 
He, he Arizona's offense is electric. There's no other way to put it. Yeah. But there's a lot of doubts in my mind, at least. Kevin Sumlin inherits a young defense, and Rich Rodriguez did absolutely no work with the recruiting. No, he didn't. Kevin he didn't Sumlin, this is going to take. I mean, he's really building this program up. Yeah. From the ground, it's 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 tough place to be in, but he can handle it for sure. It'll take a couple years though. UCLA, they have a very interesting thing going on there with Chip Kelly. I think he'll turn things around within two years. Uh, but you got to look at week two. They play Oklahoma. Uh, I don't at Oklahoma. I don't like that going in favor of UCLA. I think they're going to get smoked. Honestly, no, that'll not be a good game for Chip Kelly and his crew. But one of my favorite Chip Kelly sayings is, "Our normal is your abnormal," and I think that defines any Chip Kelly team that he is leading. They play with high intensity, high speed, and they really control the pace of the game. Yeah, that's that's, Other, how, that's how they work. No matter who they play, and I think it, it even could be this way against Oklahoma, they force other teams to play to their level. Yeah. Oregon, they will not play down to anybody, and I don't think they're willing to play up to anybody. They're going to bring other teams to where they are. Absolutely. I, I got to agree with you on that. Shout out Wilton Spate real quick. Uh I don't know what's going on with the QB battle, but shout out Will and Spate. Moving on to the SEC. I mean, is uh, first of all, are they the best conference? Real quick, yes or no? Are they the best conference in college football? Oh my gosh, I t- can't just put me on the spot here. I gotta SEC versus the Big Ten. I'm assuming. Yes. Let me just put my mm, pick. Oh I'm my. gonna go SEC. I'm, I'm not, just to make sure, I'm not like an SEC homer. I don't have any allegiance or affiliation there. I'm, I'm, I just think the top of the top, the cream of the crop. Oh, whoa. I didn't even mean to rhyme. That was that was bars. Um, SEC, I think the top of the SEC is just filthy. And I think it might be just a tad, just a hair better than the Big Ten. Just barely. I'm going to agree with you. The championship pedigree that comes along with the SEC, the top dogs in the SEC, Georgia, Georgia, the Georgia dogs. Yeah, the Georgia, Alabama, Alabama the Auburn. Alabama, I mean, dynasties. You have Georgia, Alabama, and I'd put Auburn in that top yeah. tier. Those three teams, I think... Maybe even yeah, Florida I would, with Dan Mullen, you never know. I would consider saying that the Big Ten is maybe slightly... Deeper. They're deeper. deeper That's more what they well-rounded. Are. But when you put up Georgia, Alabama, Auburn against Ohio State, Michigan, Wisconsin, Michigan. Michigan State. It's, I, think, I, think, I think the top of the SEC versus the top of the Big Ten, the SEC wins. Head-to-head, ha- head, I think. Exactly. So. Big picture, I would strongly consider the Big Ten. 100%. I, I'm all for the Big Ten. Obviously, we're f- from this area, so... Of the Big Ten, so we're not being biased here. So, well, let's get on. Let's get into the best team, arguably the best team, the Georgia Bulldogs. Thirteen and two last year, lost in a heartbreaker to Alabama. Who do you see starting at quarterback? Jake Fromm versus Justin Fields. This who's, is a very this is a very hot topic that some of my buddies have been, uh, you know, egging on me a little bit. I think Justin Fields. I don't think he'll start right away, but you got to keep this in mind. Jake Fromm broke his hand in the offseason. I get it. It's, his le- it's, his not his re- it's, it's, it's his left hand. It's not his throwing hand. 
but that still comes into effect a little bit. You got to hold the ball with two hands when you throw it. You know, um, it's it's interesting. I think Jake Fromm, obviously he led them there to a national championship. But look right now, Tua Tagovailoa is going to be the most likely the starting quarterback for Alabama. But Jalen Hurts led them to a national championship, right? They don't care. The SEC coaches are ruthless. They don't care unless you win. I know it sounds tough, but I don't think I think Justin Fields is the number one quarterback. He's got more upside, I would say, than uh, Jake Fromm does with being a dual threat. Justin Fields will start, in my opinion, sometime in the year, maybe not right away, but I think Justin Fields will be more successful in the future, and I think Jake Fromm's going to transfer eventually. Transfer. One day. Yeah, I, I would have to agree. I think Justin Fields, there's definitely the chance that he could start. I mean, it's... It's another one of these situations where there's no room for air. Yeah, you gotta. It just from, zero. If he steps in and throws a few picks or something, or gets hurt, boom, out the door. They bring in new guys. They don't really care as long as they're winning. That's just how they. That's that's the mentality. Of Kirby the Smart. Coach. He learned from the best. He he got all of his tactics and from, his strategies from his time yep. in Tuscaloosa, and now look at what he's doing. He's building championship-level teams. That's the obvious part. But his defense, I really would put stress on Kirby Smart's defense. They lost yeah. Raekwon Smith to the draft. I think he'll have a great career mm-hmm. um, with the Chicago Bears. But Julian Rochester, 6'5", defensive oh lineman. My gosh. He needs to make his presence felt. He has not performed up to par in his first couple seasons. But... The big name, yeah, DeAndre Swift. What are you? What are your feelings about him? Well, last year he had to split time with guys like Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb. He didn't really get much action, but, but this he year certainly he's the guy. Flashes, and you guys got to understand, Georgia has one of the best offensive linemen, or best offensive lines in all of college football, led by the young stud Isaiah Wilson. Watch out for Isaiah Wilson, big time five star. Almost went to Michigan, but that's besides the point. I think. DeAndre Swift will really emerge this year into the top guy in college football at the running back position. Georgia will win the SEC. I think they'll go far, maybe even national champions. They'll be in the playoff. Justin Fields will be playing quarterback for the Dogs come that time. Massive predictions there. How about Florida? They have the new coach, Dan Mullen, mm. and... There's not much to it. Yeah, there's not there's, much action going on in Gainesville. It's a pretty thin... I, I don't... I get what you're saying, yeah. I don't know what to say about Florida. They have the freshman quarterback coming in, Emory Jones. He's a dual threat. If he doesn't start this year, he certainly will in 2019. Yeah. But it's hard to really make expectations for this Gators team. Well, yes, I think Dan Mullen wins wherever he goes. He used to coach at Florida with Urban Meyer, I think he'll win at Florida. I think he knows how to handle those guys. Like I said, Willie Taggart might not know how to handle that, you know, that situation down there. But I think Dan Mullen will instantly turn around Florida. I have high expectations for Florida. I think they'll be pretty good this year. Uh, I think they'll make some noise. Could they be competitive in the SEC? Yes, because the SEC East isn't as deep as the SEC West is. But obviously you're going to have to play Georgia. But I think I think they'll lose about three to four games 
And I think in a few years, you'll really see Florida emerge. Alabama, how are we feeling about... Oh, my gosh. We, we could have, an, like, a, a... We could talk about them all day, how good they are. They're annoying of how good they are. It's a dynasty. Whether you like them or not, it is. The overarching conversation, though, it has to be the Jaylen quarterback battle. versus Jalen Hurts versus Tua. Well... Jalen Hurts feels disrespected. He should because, rightfully SEC, so. Like I said earlier, SEC coaches are ruthless. They don't really care as long as they're winning. Um, I think Tua's going to start as I think they should start him. No, no, no shade on Jalen Hurts. He's a phenomenal quarterback. He'll go somewhere other than Alabama that he'll start and have a great rest of his career. But I got to go with Tua. What about you? I agree. Tua will be the starting quarterback. I don't think that they can. They can't take what he did mm-hmm. away from him. When he stepped into that role in the second half of the national championship, not many other guys can do that. Jalen Hurts handled that like a pro, too. Jalen Hurts was a class act. He was 100% for the team in that situation. But in addition to the quarterbacks, I'm really big on the running back Damian Harris and the two linebackers, Mac Wilson and Dylan Moses, I know, Alex, you're big on these guys. What are your expectations? How do you think they'll perform? Well, this linebacker crew with Mac Wilson and Dylan Moses, um, I know their names far too too well because they were almost Michigan football players, but Dylan Moses is a freak. He's young, he's strong, and I don't even think he's hit his prime yet. That's how good Dylan Moses is. Uh, I think he'll be, both of these guys will be first rounders. That's just the type of talent that they have down in Tuscaloosa. I think I think Alabama is going to win the national championship again. again. I think. Again. I think, I think it might be a rematch, to be honest. I mean, we're no strangers to seeing Alabama win championships. Now, let me ask you this. Damian Harris, is he going to be another one of those star running backs that Alabama produces, it seems like, on All a yearly time. basis. I mean, shout out Trent Richardson. Shout out Trent Richardson. <laughs> Just kidding. He's uh, He turned into probably one of the biggest busts in the NFL. But real talk, Mark Ingram. You look at He's Mark a prime Ingram. example. Exactly. Mark, Mark Ingram, Eddie Lacy, uh, Derek Henry, year after year. Najee Harris is going to be the next guy. I don't see Damian Harris being at that level. I think Damian Harris will be very, very good. Will he ever get there, though? Maybe well, not this season. Well, this is his last year. Um, in in the future, I'm in the I'm future, saying. I think he will. I think he will be a decent NFL back. He's very shifty. He's uh, he's kind of stout, you know. He's very strong. He's very fast. Dirty. Exactly. But I think he's not the name you got to keep your eye on for. I think it's Najee Harris, um, who's like six four, two twenty, runs like a deer. He's a freak. I think Najee Harris will win the Heisman one day. One day. One day. He's very similar to Derrick Henry. I mean, how about that picture Smooth with sailing. Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis next oh to each other? Oh, my gosh. Derrick Henry. Men against boys. Oh, my gosh. Honestly. That's, yeah. The other part to the Iron Bowl. Mm. Auburn. The Tigers. Washington. Week one. We said... We were touching on this before. This is an interesting matchup. If Auburn can pick up a W week one... That'd be clutch. I mean, that would be clutch. 
that would get them off to a hot start, that would get the fans excited mm-hmm. when they travel back to Auburn. Gus Malzahn, he just signed that big coaching extension. 2024. That's With crazy. The big bucks, the big, too. That's why they're paying the big bucks, baby. He's got to win. Gus Malzahn, the expectations in the South, especially in Alabama, they're in harsh. Auburn. Oh, my gosh. If you don't win like a, 10 games minimum, the fans freak out, which how, is very how, unfair. How many times has Gus Malzahn been on the hot seat? It seems like we hear his <laughs> yeah. name in that conversation All the time. every year. But he's back, and he's back long term. I like, I like his offense. And I like his offense even more, and I know you do too, with Jarrett Stenham running the show. I think Jarrett Stenham is a Heisman contender. I think Jarrett Stenham's a gunslinger. He's very similar to Baker Mayfield, but maybe even a better thrower than Baker Mayfield. We'll see. Well, it's nice that Jarrett Stenham has that experience from his time in Baylor at, at the university, on the team there. It's, you know, he can bring what he learned to Auburn and compile it to be a very productive quarterback and put Mm -hmm. up big numbers. But you can't ignore the fact that Auburn has to travel to Georgia and Alabama. Oh, my gosh. Both on the road? Both on the road. It doesn't get any tougher than that. They have the fourth hardest schedule in the nation. You could argue that's the number one hardest schedule in the nation. You play the top two teams at their places, shut it down. That's so hard. In addition to Washington. Yeah. And, I mean, it'll really speak volumes. If Auburn can beat some teams that they're not expected to beat, yeah, I think if they be- can put other top teams on upset alert, mm-hmm. watch out. I think real talk. I think Auburn a four loss season isn't a horrible season for them. I think I think their schedule is so hard, it's not even fair. If they have less than four losses, that's a huge dub. The fans should embrace that. I don't care what the expectations are. You can't just play the in the SEC with Auburn. I'm sorry, with Georgia and Alabama, both on the road. Well, I think the f- the four loss mark that you just set is, I think that's solid. Mm-hmm. That means if you lose four games, that means if you're Auburn, that you beat pretty much all of the teams that you were expected to beat. Exactly. But if you exceed expectations and pick up another win or two and you take your record down to two or three losses mm. okay that's a marquee win right there i don't know who <coughs> yeah. it's gonna come against but somebody yeah but the hard thing is though those fans expect to beat georgia and, and alabama that's just how they roll but you can't please everybody lsu now talk about the hot seat ed orgeron has the highest odds in college football to get fired after this 2018-2019 season. I saw it firsthand. Uh, LSU, the culture down there, I went down to a game. The people love them. They, the people love Ed Orgeron, but he's just not, he, I don't think it's meant for him. He's a defensive line coach. I think that's his natural position. Um, but I really I really hope LSU can do it. I hope they can win. But Well, it'd be nice to see them as a legit contender for once like again. Les Miles it's, era. It's tough. They have Greedy Williams, mm-hmm. one of the best cornerbacks in the country, but the days of Leonard Fournette and Darius Geis are over. Yeah. Shout out to Both Darius Geis. It's it's a real unfortunate yeah, situation that he tore his ACL. That's tough. He was supposed to have a great rookie season for the Redskins. Mm-hmm. But for LSU, there is no Leonard Fournette. There is no Darius Geis. You know, I wish LSU wouldn't run the ball so much. 
because if you run the ball like 30 times a game, which they do, more than that, um, you don't get the quarterbacks, right? Like they've had a bad history, not a bad history, but not a strong history of quarterbacks. Uh, you look at Joe Burrow, a grad transfer from Ohio State. He's not the best quarterback. He's not the savior of that program. So, well, he's not coming over like a Shea Patterson no, or other no, not at all, or other quarterback transfers with playing experience. Exactly. He rode LSU, the pine. Yeah, <laughs> LSU is going to have. I think they're going to have some major shifts next year. I think I do. Unfortunately, think Ed Orgeron will part ways. I'm not going to say fired because that's rough. But moving well, on. How else would he get out of there? Would he step down? No, he'd get. He'll get. He'll get yeah, booted. He'll, yeah. Uh, Mississippi State. There are a lot of you know high expectations out of them. Jake, I know you're a big fan of the Bulldogs, so spit some knowledge. Well, I think Mississippi State has what it takes to be a real noisemaker in the SEC and in the country. They were nine and four last year, but they bring over Joe Moorhead as their head coach. He was Penn State's offensive coordinator and QB coach for two seasons and he knows how to build an offense and he knows how to utilize his weapons. They have Nick Fitzgerald at quarterback, a dual threat. Last year he had six games in which he ran and passed for a hundred yards. Mm. At least a hundred yards. That's He's filthy. one of my under the radar Heisman picks. Mm. He might get there in the in the running, in the talks by the end of the season and you have on the defensive side of the ball, Jeffrey Simmons and Montez Sweat on the D line. Both large, very large. Okay, Jeffrey Simmons, he's a tank. He's six four, three ten. I was reading this statistic earlier. Fifteen percent body fat. I mean, this guy is about to get after it. He's about to use his swim moves on the on the O lineman, and then with Montez Sweat, six six, he could be the best pass rusher in the conference. That's so like. That's fright. That's so terrifying. For I don't want any of these guys running at me. No, get out. No, no, of course not. I mean, I think I like that pick, that underdog pick of Mississippi State being good this year. I think they'll be very interesting. They do play such a hard conference and a such a hard schedule. Well, they're a team that you want to watch out for. Yeah, I not an easy game. Uh, if you're going into uh, Starkville, it's not going to be easy, but. Moving on to another new coaching job. And a tough place to play. Facts. Texas A&M. You got Jimbo Fisher. You got kind of a new era going on here in College Station. But you got such a tough schedule. You're home against Clemson week two. Then you head to Alabama week four. Do you think they could win one of those games? No. I don't see Texas A&M coming away with the win in either of these matchups. Jimbo Fisher, he's one of the premier coaches in college football, but yeah. I don't think, I mean, he's not the one out there playing the game. No, he's... That's he, that's the bottom line for me. Many of Texas A&M's games on their schedule, they could go either way. I see them as a middle-of-the-pack team in the SEC. They're going to win the games that they're supposed to, and I'm going to say one at the most upset game. They're going to have teams on upset alert. I think they're going to be at the level where they can scare some teams, but I don't know if they're going to be able to finish the job. True. I think uh, I I really agree with that. I think, you know, their their place, Aggieland, is not an easy place to play at. 
There's only so much that the twelfth man can do. I know. Uh, it's, it's it's so true, but I think Texas A&M will upset somebody like you said, but they're also going to get upset or lose to somebody that you don't expect them to lose to. I don't see them beating Clemson and or Alabama. Um, they're kind of a middle of the pack team, like you said. I can't. I see them going like six losses, six and six, seven and five type year. Not a disappointment year for Jimbo Fisher, as he's bringing in 2019. He's number one in recruiting, so big future for the Aggies. So not this year, though. Not this year. Not quite. Well, that pretty much sums it up for the teams and the conferences. Uh, more on the individual side of things, the Heisman contenders. Let's get into some of those names. I'm just going to go right down the list. These are got a lot of names that we have on our radar, players that we are going to watch out for. And all of these players, you'll you'll find a common theme. They all play for winning teams, or at least teams that we expect to, to win. be successful. Mm-hmm. Bryce Love, Jonathan Taylor, Will Greer, Khalil Tate, Trace McSorley, Tua, Tagovailoa, DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, Jarrett Stidham, and on the defensive side of things, we have Ed Oliver versus Nick Bosa, that discussion. That is a lot of, I, I really love, I would love to see Ed Oliver or Nick Bosa, not Nick Bosa, but Ed Oliver win the Heisman. That would be so sick. Can't say I want Ohio State guy to win. But this is not a strong year for quarterbacks. Notice, we didn't we, we didn't put Shea Patterson on this list. Do you want to add him on there? I'll throw him in the mix. I'll throw him it's, in the mix too. Shea Patterson, it will take me... A couple weeks to see, yeah, of seeing him perform with Michigan and uh-huh. that offense, but we'll he could certainly be a nice addition to this list. Yeah. Well, I think this is the year of the running back. I think, I don't think a quarterback will win. I think the quarterbacks are kind of down this year, like last year: Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, etc. Lamar Jackson. I think this year it's the running backs you got to look out for. You look at. Um, Bryce Love, Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins, DeAndre Swift. I mean, those guys are filthy. But I think the number one quarterback you got to look out for is Tua Tagovailoa. I think he and another running back like DeAndre Swift are my leaders for the Heisman. That's, I wouldn't go as far as saying that's bold, but it's definitely not the most popular pick. Many people are going with Bryce Love, Jonathan Taylor, but honestly... There's so many mobile quarterbacks in this list. That's true. There's lots of runners. I feel like that's almost the name of the game in college football right now. Lamar Jackson was incredibly successful. Khalil Tate can get out and scramble. Baker Mayfield, the obvious name to mention. Maybe we see somebody who comes out of nowhere. Maybe we see one of these quarterbacks who really steps up and shows what they have is in terms of their versatility. Yeah, I think uh, it's very interesting and intriguing to see all these guys. Um, a lot of guys, and there's always that one guy that steps up that's not on our list and will emerge. Maybe that's that Nick Fitzgerald. Yeah, maybe this year. It, it could be, you know, or a freshman or <laughs> someone that's just you know kind of a dark horse. But that kind of wraps it up for here for us at Power Five. Um, thanks for listening once again. And if you're still listening right now, we really appreciate it. Uh, True fan. I appreciate that. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram. SoundCloud. iTunes. iTunes. Uh, We're going to be posting every day on Instagram, so go vote on our story. Thanks again for listening, guys. Till next time, peace.